Okay, then. Test your microphone. I am... That, oh, wow. That, yeah, I, was, that, that, I was testing it earlier. I nice. Like, that, I don't play with knobs, which no one is surprised by. Well, I mean, we all play with knobs in one way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. So, that's a... Those are some solid... That's some solid... That, that's some blue. That's a lot of blue. I like that blue. I mean, blue is a, is a, a main proprietor of purple, so I can get behind that. <laughs> Purple your favorite color? Purple is my favorite color. Right. Um, yeah, I think the mics are working good. Yeah, mics are, mics are solid. I'm gonna I'm gonna message do this message real quickly and then we'll get started. So. Mm. We can probably leave it in. No, definitely gonna cut all that. All right. Because it's boring. Yeah, no, it, it's it's really boring. So, welcome to Bound by the Scene, the yeah. BDSM podcast. And I guess we're gonna well, well fuck it we're getting right down we're into starting this. the episode we'll, we'll, we'll do mine too there we go that one's a bit more deep so mm -hmm. cheers all right so uh, just as a uh, just as a, we'll get some of the cleaning uh, the, the the menial task out of the way mm -hmm. um, thank you everybody for one point one thousand views yeah <laughs> holy fucking shit um, yeah no that's a bit surreal. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't even like last week that we were only at 700 and now mm -hmm. we've we've hit the precipice of we're now in the thousands i just wonder what all those bots if they think about me as much as i think about them i mean we are <laughs> we, we, we are shilling a lot i yeah. mean i have gone negative in the bank account for paying for views oops uh, well oh well uh, it's not like i actually spent that money on equipment i spent mm -hmm. it on all the bots <laughs> yeah <laughs> The equipment just fell in my lap somehow. Amazon dropped packages and I decided to pick them up. Oh, mm -hmm. wait, that's a federal offense. I shouldn't be talking about yeah. that. Uh, but yes. How many federal offenses have you committed this week? Um, my existence is one. So, right. A continuous one over the course of my life. So, uh -huh. uh, once a day, I guess, is a, is a good is a good segue for, for today. Yeah, I think I'm between negative three and seven. So there's a range between me going to prison or them having to pay me. <laughs> we will pay you to stay the fuck out of prison is what's going to happen. Uh, that's that's a weird range of numbers, negative three to seven. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, at least someone's getting ahead of the game or behind it. Mm -hmm. Depending on where, we don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's a range of 10. It's, it's exactly. Um, but yes, uh, my name is Cynical Bound, if you haven't already kind of guessed. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, my co-host is, as always, the enigmatic spirit binder. That's me. How how goes it? How how does the things and the stuffs? Uh, I got depression. Uh, it's been going all right. Um, <clears throat> I've been cooking a lot lately and rediscovering my love for cooking, which, you know, you, you think I wouldn't have to do because I have a degree in it, but oh. I've been cooking a, a fuck ton. Nice. Here lately, I, I, I am only limited by by ingredients. <laughs> ingredients and well, for me, it's a uh, space. Mm -hmm. uh, usually, working with two other people in the kitchen. Oh yeah, it doesn't really mesh well when people are like this close together. In yeah, it. and you you live with night owls, right? So it's not like they're ever just going to disappear from the kitchen. Actually, no, I live with a range of people. So I have people that are early birds, and I have people that are night owls like me. So mm -hmm. there's a, a, there's, there's always, always somebody in the kitchen. There's always someone in the kitchen, and usually well, you can go hang out in there. Yeah, yeah. like I, I've had um. When I was living with uh, with roommates once upon a time, like that's where you would go to find people. 
because they would either be in the kitchen or the dining room attached to it yeah i'm I'm pretty attached to the the living room um Mm -hmm. and then my bedroom and then occasionally when i get the spark of interest be like you know what i'm gonna try my hand at making some different dish that Mm -hmm. i have not even touched yet i learned how to make authentic tortillas so that's that's where i am right now Uh, that's typically all you need in life is Mm -hmm. handmade tortillas because Mm -hmm. they are using lard or are you using uh just bacon fat i am using lard both are yeah i don't eat enough bacon to justify being able to use bacon fat. no all you do is cook uh cook about six strips of bacon and use the residual yeah the bottom of the pan and just dump it in well it's hard to justify that when it would cost me less to just buy the cube of lard that's fair when i'm not going to eat the bacon oh that's fair i mean i would have eaten the bacon so that's that, okay, but well, that's just me. Just bring some bacon over and I'll, I'll make you something. <laughs> bring some bacon over and I'll siphon off the fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this is this is definitely a terrible way to segue into the actual conversation topic of the day. Um, are you familiar, familiar with the term of being outed? Absolutely. All right. What is what your... What about you? Oh, I, <laughs> I am publicly outed. Like, yeah. I've done it to myself intentionally. So that way there's... Well, now I'm going to have to rein some of that back in. Right. But most of my employers in the past, most of my family, and most, actually all of my inner circles know exactly where I stand as far as my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, Not so much my sexuality. I tend to keep that one under wraps, mainly mainly for myself, because people already know too much about me. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, What about you? Um, So back in 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 the before times... Um, was it the land before time? <laughs> no, the the before times is uh, I believe how we refer to to the uh, before the plague occurred. Oh, so, um, uh, BC before Corona. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I was kind of like semi outed. Like, not enough people really knew me before I moved to uh, San Antonio for it to matter whether or not I was outed, and I was pretty blatant about it because like. I was very bad at dating at the time, so you just, like, yell your interest from a rooftop until you find somebody as weird as you before you understand, you know, like, how to talk to people. Um, I never grew out of that, by the way, to just say, so you know. <laughs> so you're like, this is reliable, I'm going to keep doing it. And I, Pretty much, it works, I guess. <laughs> but, um... Uh, I've, I have weird insulation against being outed because I'm moving in an artistic direction as far as a lot of my kink stuff goes. Okay. So, like, this podcast is probably the most um, outed thing that I do um, because a lot of the stuff I do is related to art more than it is related to, like, getting laid or doing doing the, the unmentionables. Okay. Um, that's That's actually fair. Because uh, tr- separating kink and sexuality is a very difficult thing to do, even even today. There are a number of accounts that I I follow either on Twitter, on Instagram, and that most of the stuff in art you can go through, you can go find any anyone. Mm-hmm. Go into the comic section and you just see like the emojis for like someone jerking off, right, and putting it in their spank bank, which again comes with its own merits but Mm -hmm. um i've been learning a lot about um this isn't an ad by the way but i've been learning a lot about cybersecurity and protecting your privacy with uh, i think the hated one on youtube is the one who i watch the most but uh, um if being outed is a thing right like making sure people don't maliciously access your literally your life 
probably an important skill. It is. Um, there's a couple. There's a there's a, a female that I follow on TikTok. Actually. A female. Well, excuse me. Um, <laughs> a female identifying individual mm. on TikTok. Pardon me for not using the correct vernacular. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Every uh, time I see like the word female, I'm reminded that like Fe is the chemical symbol for iron, and I'm like, haha, an iron male, <laughs> iron man, no, and uh, no, all all um all women identified peoples get a complimentary Iron Man Mark One suit. That's on his bankroll, not mine. We work on two separate bank accounts, mm -hmm. just so you're aware. I'm also a liar. That is fair. Um, but a lot of the digital space, um, she is a, or they are the, they are a specific, uh, type of, they, they're basically a, a an IT person. Like they, right, they're right. deeply ingrained IT culture and mm -hmm. she's just like, well, here's how you do all the things. Yeah. And now they, they talk about specific ways to like protect and backlog all your stuff mm -hmm. and even using a USB as a computer. Yeah. Which is the most interesting thing I've ever Using seen. Using like Tails uh, operating system or something? Pretty like much. That? Yeah. Uh, for both Windows, Linux, and Macs. Uh, Mac. Not Macs. My lisp is heavy today. Mm -hmm. And I haven't even had alcohol. Mm -hmm. That is surprising. Anywho. So I think this this comes into a, a bit of a head because we're, we're in such a digital heavy space mm -hmm. that all of our lives are online. Mm -hmm. Everything from our... You probably even our birth certificates are now digitized at this point, um, unless you have a... Well, it'd be kind of stupid not to, right? It would be. I know I know. hospitals have a database. Like, if you've ever lost your social security card, yeah, you know how much of a headache that is. And it's a pain in the dick, and especially getting your original birth certificate. Right. That That is an even bigger pain in the dick, because I have to do... I've had to do that for my father, mm -hmm. who lost his birth certificate. I've known people that... Um, because we're we're in a very heavy military town, right? Mm -hmm. And I've known people that were born um, on U.S. military bases, but in other countries. And whenever you do that, you have to not only deal with um, getting in contact with whatever represents that military base, but also the embassy over there. Like it's it's a whole rigmarole. And then if you were born off base because they couldn't get you to the on base medical facility at the time, you mm -hmm. have to contact that hospital, and they may have your records, they may not. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a big, big, big issue. So, yeah. so th there's a convenience in things being digitized, but um, I think everybody like pre-millennial doesn't really understand the ramifications of that. Yeah, I think a lot of the um, the millennial generation, whom I belong to, like we were raised on stuff like you know the Matrix and um, Minority Report, Minority Report, uh, narratives like the Terminator, which are incredibly like, oh, God, the machines, beware the machines, which is like a reflection of Cold War era military advance. But but we're not going to talk about that right now. No, um, <laughs> we, will, we will leave that talk for maybe that's a, a different podcast. Uh, uh, tell us in the comments if you want us to talk about that ever. I'm not skilled enough to warrant myself to even throw my hat into that subject, mm -hmm. but I'll try making comedy out of it. Try. So are we specifically referring to being outed in the BDSM sphere, or are we going to talk about how that relates to other spheres too? We're going to talk about how it relates to other spheres too, mm -hmm. uh, because I think 
originally being outed as somebody of the LGBT community mm-hmm. had a lot worse ramific- a lot worse ramifications at a certain point in time. Right. And now we've we've attempted as a society um, globally to kind of change that. Yeah. Um, I know even in Japan right now they've passed some laws that allow people to be LGBT. Mm. Um, How gracious. Uh, exactly coming from a country that i do and personally enjoy and do also understand that they are rather not the best people to talk about Mm -hmm. any of those things with and a lot of this comes from like the 1960s because we keep because we've kept mentioning the gay underground leather scene yeah and that was like one of the major like we should get one of them on here soon we really should the whole scene the the entire scene (laughs) the whole them all of them all oh god i don't even want to know how many there are Mm -hmm. so many um but it's a it's a really prevalent thing because you had a lot of people that were doing um the gay leather lifestyle people making innovations to body modification as Mm -hmm. well as making modification uh headway into kink as a uh, as a way of enjoyment and being outed in any of those spheres either got you killed or got your livelihood removed from you yeah yeah and now we've kind of while it's not that extreme today Mm -hmm. i'm gonna preface that with an asterisk because there's some places where that's still not okay yeah um i want to take a step into certain subcultures beforehand before we jump into the king's food because Mm -hmm. there's a a story that i do want to mention later on in this in this episode that does reflect the times Mm -hmm. that we're in so uh we'll go ahead and start with uh, like the lifestyle then and then kind of trickle mm-hmm. in so from the 60s all the way up into the 80s you had being anywhere whether you're lesbian whether you're gay i think even trans wasn't really um wasn't really even like one of those things that you kind of just talked about it was always kind of hush hush yeah whereas where we got the term you stayed in the closet right you were in the closet and then being one of the biggest hurdles you'd have to jump through first was being outed to your parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your parents found out if you were gay, if you were a lesbian, or even if you thought you were in a different, you were supposed to be a different gender, mm-hmm. those were not topics of conversation that you would have. Mm-hmm. They'd either get you kicked out of your house or you'd just be ostracized from your family in general. Right. Where, where has, where, what other subcultures do you, did you see, have you seen that in? Um, where being outed is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the gay community is probably the best, um, the LGBT community, sorry, is the best reflection of that, um, of people losing their entire livelihoods because it, <clears throat> gender is so thoroughly steeped into our society. Um, it, a lot of people apply gender logic to everything because usually the roles that we learn from like generally mother and father are where you pick up a lot of your early behaviors and a lot of those behaviors are gender coded yeah um at least until we started getting to like the modern times you you start seeing less and less of that but it's definitely not gone yet um i don't think it will be for another like 10 20 maybe even 30 years i think it's going to be a while but uh you've got this um uh, this resistance matrix that that builds of like what happens if you're not in your category right and that um leaning against that often enough in everyday life can can be factors that lead to you maybe accidentally outing yourself or somebody else outing you like they'll see these behaviors of like you know 
um guy looks about normal but like um maybe his undergarments aren't necessarily what you would think there's all these little signs that people pick up like, and, stu and like, stuff you have to be hyper vigilant of or um you stop being able to live two lives i think it gets to the point where like even even the way you dress kind of dictated exactly like because there was always this uh, i think if you if you skim a little bit forward to like the the, the just the 80s and the 90s where mm -hmm. metrosexuality became <clears throat> part of the actual conversation where it was like pretty heteronormative men dressing mm -hmm. in a fashion sense yeah you know? having basic hygiene yeah basic hygiene <laughs> actually grooming themselves appropriately mm -hmm. hell even plucking your fucking eyebrows mm -hmm. or in my case trimming my nails um mm -hmm. was even remotely considered gay mm -hmm. and in reality it's like well no it's just there's these basic levels of personal hygiene that we should all adhere to right and for some reason that was that was a big stoking fire in the in one of the conversations i think i remember right yeah the uh, um the identity of masculinity had started to polarize as people started listening to what women actually wanted as they got more and more agency to choose partners and the dominant factor in a partner stopped being um socioeconomic status and started being attractiveness factors right yeah so as we see that the trend towards you can look like anything as long as you've got a good job uh, you can get a wife turned into i have to be attractive to want a mate to come to me so we see these factors change and in kind of a an interesting way, it makes it easier to fly under the radar as somebody who's gay because you could make the argument for you being metrosexual. Yeah, and I think we can we can pivot into this one because I've seen some of this stuff, and as somebody that is part of the body modification culture in and of itself, <clears throat> having having tattoos below a certain point would almost like get you the instant like if you're going to look for a job. Mm -hmm. you were you were it was very difficult to get a job right. now it's a little bit easier yes like the most the most basic ones like okay uh as uh, most recent like i just got a different job mm -hmm. and my tattoos aren't an issue mm -hmm. now if i had tattoos above my neck on my face right that's where the line starts getting a little bit blurred it's like that's still not a thing mm -hmm. and, but for some reason like the the few piercings that i do have are okay but not a tattoo of a name in cursive above my eyebrow or a mm -hmm. teardrop or anything of the sort right although i am now debating on whether or not i want to get hisoka's like trademark teardrop and then like diamond underneath my eyes mm -hmm. Maybe I not have, yet. Maybe not yet. <laughs> maybe when I get it. When, maybe when I get settled down. Um, and you you see that permeate in a few things. Like e like even like the D and D culture got got some of that too. Like mm -hmm. the nerd sphere. Like oh, you play D and D. You must be a Satanist. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And satanic we, panic. Yeah, that whole satanic panic and all that. And then you see it, you saw some of it with like music culture too. Like some rock rock and roll was considered the devil's music. Rap was considered like uncouth of people to mm -hmm. listen to and it all it gave you those stamps and then we can now we can kind of transition into what happened around the early 1990s which modeling mm -hmm. even modeling was a big issue you had one instance where a teacher i don't know if she was in texas or somewhere in california but they found out she used to do sports illustrated okay they fired her ass mm. quick fast and in a hurry wow because How's that legal it 
I, the, oh right we're in texas we're right to work that's the thing i don't know if it was in texas or if it was in california uh, yeah. either way and it was it was a school board's choice mm-hmm. they're like well we can't have a, a a semi-attractive woman right that showed off a bikini on sports illustrated didn't mm-hmm. even get completely nude we can't have her doing anything like that we can't be presumptuous that's too sexual mm-hmm. and you you kind of start getting those things where it's like well the, the the sexual cultures that we've now like thrown ourselves into mm-hmm. are also in the same category yeah so fun fact for those that are in a higher position uh, higher profession like if you're a medical doctor mm-hmm. if you're a surgeon we'll even take it a step back if you're an optometrist or yeah. you work for an optom- uh, ophthalmologist <laughs> even as a scribe you work in the medical field your bosses can fire you yeah for being a sexual deviant as mm-hmm. what, as what we're classified as uh, because you work around children right and there is a morality a morality issue mm-hmm. because what you do in your personal life automatically deems what you do in your professional life mm-hmm. for some bloody reason and that tails back to the whole of the teacher getting fired for her modeling gig right that she had way before she she even got to being a teacher she mm-hmm. probably used that money that she got from sports illustrated to pay for her education mm-hmm. so she can go about doing the teacher job and a lot of that comes to a head where in the military and i think we've touched on this before mm-hmm. um you can't be openly kinky mm-hmm. like they just got rid of the don't ask don't tell stuff yeah um so like but even openly kinky shit you can't do like there are places everywhere in the states and the world where they're blacklisted yeah if they find you in there if one of your commanding officers your ceos finds you there so that specifically relates to performance of the thing like you can't have evidence of it and you can't go to where it's performed exactly and if they catch you that is i believe i think the ucmj is a it's like, i think it's a court martial mm. which is very very serious in military terms mm-hmm and you see that in varying, varying, varying states of professional jobs mm-hmm. and all that. And now, because we're such a digital-based economy, we're such a digitally-based society, uh-huh. what is one of the biggest things that's been coming out recently? OnlyFans? That's that's the biggest, yeah, the newest yeah. hot shit. Mm-hmm. Um, where you... Which I, I'm kind of uh, a pretty big advocate for. Because it allows a lot of people to um, engage in the, um, what's the term, the more mild dimensions of sex work. Yeah. Which, no. which, I'm, which I'm all for. But um, you have situations where people have to be like, well, I know I am attractive and that is an asset that I'm going to use to help me get through the goddamn plague. So you see new people making OnlyFans yeah. and getting an income for it, but now there's that footprint. Yeah, no, right? there, there's a digital footprint, and it doesn't go away because if it's on the if you put it on the internet, that's one of the rules of the internet. Once you put it on there, it's there. Mm-hmm. You can find it. Uh, and not I know to, a, a model that I think we both follow has transitioned from um, aero modeling work to streaming. Probably, yeah. No, it, there's been a big shift. Actually, a number of people that I'm familiar with have switched over from doing straight videos with other people to just going and cutting out the middleman and just doing it by yourself. Yeah. And 
you see all these things and like uh, kudos to them for learning like getting their own domains and all that that's mm-hmm. that's shit that i'm putting on the back burner because i'm a lazy fuck yeah um so kudos to y'all but that's the the other side of outing that i wanted to talk about is performance mm-hmm. um what happens what's the dimensionality of making that your identity of being um a bdsm icon where you being out is the entire point but here's and here's the thing that i want to touch on that you will never see you will you will hardly see mm. an individual in the kink sphere of things ever use their actual name right you have we'll we'll, we'll take it we'll take it even step further porn stars mm-hmm. um none of them really use their real name yeah why would you exactly stormy daniels will uh, we now all know her name because of the whole like uh payoff crap but we won't get into that this is not a political podcast um this is like that she has an alias like mm-hmm. her entire professional career is built on that alias mm-hmm. it's the same thing with mia khalifa it's the same thing with um what what is it uh i don't want to med- mention dudes that have had rape allegations on them mm-hmm. male porn star names whatever male porn star names well mm-hmm. steely dan i don't know if that's real steely dan is a <laughs> musician I, i'm just i'm just throwing out names <laughs> He's throwing out names that sound like porn star names. Fuck it. Steely Dan is also the best name of a thief I've ever heard. That's fair. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> See if you got your pockets turned out. Um, like most most of us will always use an alias. Yeah. Always. And even like with, we're using aliases. Exactly. We're we're using one mainly because using your given name is, in the kink side of things is usually considered one of those things where you may not want to do that. Mm. And there's and there's obviously a reason like it makes you easier to track. I have this this philosophy that I carry around with me is that you don't really owe anybody the truth unless well you never really owe it. It is something that you can freely give and there may be consequences to not giving people the truth and you should be aware of those. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's ever obligated to give um um like true um expressions of a thing unless it's already been outlined somewhere else like you know if you have a relationship with your partner part of that accord that you have may involve being truthful for each other so in that situation yeah you may owe that person that because you already agreed to it yeah but like i don't owe the you know the random karen at starbucks who's asking me what i do a small talk because you know she wants to ignore her kids some more um right and you don't what i do for a living um as what i'm going to tell her is different every time because i don't fucking know her i don't want to know her and i don't know her the truth exactly. and i feel like that philosophy helps a lot when you're trying to keep um keep your life more private like in this um in the dimension of getting outed about things yeah right and again, you don't you don't even owe me the truth. And yeah, I, we're, we're co-hosts, um, so it, it com- I think this is coming to a little bit of a head here because oh, I love head. I think most people do, and I like head on beer. It's no. great. <laughs> oh, we're not talking about that. Okay. I, was, I was talking about dull hands. Uh, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this, a lot of this is going to a point where it's like these these aliases that we use become our identity mm-hmm. even if we've 
outed ourselves to whoever and whatever. The reason I did it for my personal self before I started making certain transitions in, in professionalism mm -hmm. was because I didn't want to have somebody try blackmailing me for it. Right. Which is the one of the biggest things. Then I got into the medical field. Right. Uh, then I became an, op an, op an optician. I became a scribe and I worked for an ophthalmologist mm -hmm. or an optometrist, whichever one I can't fucking remember. I man. An I man. Well, I woman. I worked for I worked for uh, a couple, mm. and I had to keep that shit hush hush because obviously I worked around children, and if I that came out, I would have been fired instantly. Yeah, and that was to keep myself safe. Right. Now going forward, I've done many more jobs where I've had to keep it quiet, and if someone found any one of my profiles on anything mm. except for Facebook, because that one's rather tame, um, I I would be done. Like. Mm. There's there's no coming back from that as far as I am concerned. It's either I lose the job or I keep the job at mm. this point. And that's becoming a bit more relevant at the times because now most people can't really get a job. Right. There, it's a lot more difficult. And the, the hiring level has been a little bit raised. Mm -hmm. So this brings me to a story that um, Unilad did. And a couple of other places did. I think La Bible. Mm -hmm. Is that how it's pronounced? I have no clue. Um, I don't even I don't, know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, there, there, there are certain news outlets, and there's this one going around where it. We, I think we spoke about this as well, where so, uh, someone's getting paid six figures for being a. Oh a, yeah, a the, the dog girl, the thing. dog girl thing. Yeah. When I've read that, I thought it was like the the Hollow Live girl. Uh huh. And I was pissing myself laughing. Right. In reality, it was a meme that I saw the action and I was like, oh, I don't really want to want, really want to look at this. Right, right, right. Um, but the thing is that that news outlet used her birth name. Right. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because we don't like using birth names in kink. Right. We're, we're, I'm not going to sit Do here. you think that um, that girl would be allowed to hit that news outlet with a doxing charge? No, because she willingly gave the actual interview, and her name is actually she. She actually uh -huh. also gave her name. If you read the article, uh -huh. the article does have her name, uh -huh. and it also does have her links to her her accounts, right. which also has her name. Yeah, not a wise choice. And I think usually when that comes down to it, is that yeah, usually you can hit somebody with a hey, by the way, you weren't supposed to give out that information. Mm -hmm. This is supposed to be kept cart uh, confidential. Mm -hmm. I was about to say carte blanche, but that's not how you do that one. Great. Um, but if you willingly give it and say it's okay, then you have no leg to stand on. Exactly, yeah. That's like if I, <clears throat> if, that's like if I decided to tell you porn up, like, hey, by the way, this is my actual name. Mm -hmm. And they go around and say, hey, by the way, our new creator that's up and coming, here's his name. That's on me. Right. And granted, personally, it doesn't affect me as much as it would affect somebody else. But this person is also relatively young. Mm -hmm. I, um, I won't give out too many details. I'm sure if you look at the you article, find the article, you can find the article and you can. You can I believe in you. Uh, that's a lot more than most people do. So it's okay. I appreciate it. But I think that's one of the precipices of this conversation is like, what do you do in these situations when you've kind of put yourself in a corner? Like now I would be hard pressed for this person to find an actual job. Granted, making the amount of money that that person's making, you don't need a job. Yeah. She should be able to invest her money 
and get the, live off the dividends for the rest of her life. Yes. Uh, if if the money keeps coming in, yes, you should be able to do investing and all that fun shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest issue is that what happens when that money stops? Because mm-hmm. money is not inf- uh, infinite. Yeah. That, that's why I was talking about the investing thing. Like uh, we mentioned that earlier. And it was like, you, you have to make that money make money. Yeah. But and that's the thing. But though. but like, let's say you don't have that situation. What do you what do you do when you've been outed? Um, and I think that kind of comes down to what you as a person are interested in and what you know how to do. Because you pretty much have to act as if you are. Well, this is actually kind of how how our um, legal system works as far as like workers' rights goes. Every person is considered a corporation. That's why you can sign contracts. Corp corp corpus means body, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you have to treat yourself literally as if you are your own corporation in that setting because bigger companies are remiss to hire you. You may be able to do stuff like, um, maybe change your name legally, get it changed on all your documents and maybe not be attached to that kind of drama. That takes a lot of work. Also um, a lot of money. Um, changing your, changing your, uh, birth name is a pain in the dick. Yeah. But if that's what you need to do to be able to get hired again, then, you know. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, like, I've never been put in that situation mm-hmm. where my personal information got taken by a news outlet because the story just seemed too good. Right. Um, and I don't think that'll ever happen to me, and I'm kind of thankful for that because that would have kind of fucked certain things in my life mm-hmm. up. For the rest of it yeah and i think that's a that's a bit of a thing to kind of think about is like if you want to do anything professionally mm-hmm. as far as like professional sex work um utilizing an only fence so that way you can get garner uh, some capital and all that mm-hmm. do understand that there are gonna be societal issues that granted that should they be an issue no that i think that's stupid if you wanted to go back into the normal workforce because you felt like it mm-hmm. you should be able to exactly but having that that I'm going to hate using this term branded with that scarlet fucking letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, that's kind of a shitty situation. Yeah. You're working in. with a new game then. Exactly. And the only way I can think that is going to, and that could end well is if this individual stays on top of their game, does a whole lot of investing and then continues on moving forward. And uh, they also, for the time being, they also have a reputation that they could utilize. Yes. Um, and, like, hopefully, as we get farther and farther into the future, we can start seeing, like, um, like as I'm sure eventually sex work will become legal. And we'll start being able to have unions for that sort of thing. Yeah. Where people can get protected and get legal backing for reentering the workforce, but we don't have that infrastructure yet. And we don't. That, again, that's probably going to take a long while. We'll probably both be dead by that point. I don't intend on ever dying. I'm well, immortal. That's fair. Uh, I I intend on being yeeted as quickly as I possibly can. So word. As long as my stuff remains online, I'll be ever immortalized that way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this comes into a weird segue as far as like being outed in general because I've had friends that have had to go completely dark because of this. Like, yeah. And, it, and they're not even professional about it. They've just basic kinksters mm-hmm. like that don't have the amount of money to sit like, okay, well I can sit on this comfortably and I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and that, that does take a fucking toll. Like you, I, I heavily suggest building a persona for yourself. Um, if you are involved in anywhere in the king sphere, like there, I can't think of any advantage 
that not having that would be useful you know i mean having this goes back to like having a couple different aliases that you go by having several different emails that you can easily like change in between not doing photos of revealing marks mm -hmm. that that's kind of the biggest thing and some sadly you can actually locate individuals based on your tattoos mm -hmm. it's frightening very frightening yeah i did a reverse google search on myself with uh, using one of my tattoos oh boy that came up quick mm -hmm. and that was not fun i imagine so a lot of this is privy to the fact that well what would what do you do when you've been outed like what 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 steps do you take to well like i mentioned earlier it's going to depend on who the person is what their interests are what their capabilities are fair like um uh like in the case of that um the girl that does the the pet play um she would probably be best served by making a personality of her out of herself now because she's already been outed everybody owns her knows her name her best um bet is probably you know starting a youtube channel or something like that yeah to talk about that sort of thing yeah to kind of go to go just kind of like dive head first into mm -hmm. it that way it becomes your entity or if she's interested in it she could start putting out videos because the interest is high for it right now yeah and that that's that could build up enough equity to be able to coast for a long time on that sort of thing yeah because being able to have a financial backing underneath your belt mm -hmm. while all this is going on is probably the best course of action yeah what everything comes down to is first money and second societally pressure and they're both pretty high on the list but if you can be economically independent and if you can exist within social circles for your everyday life um those are pretty much the restrictions that main kinky puts on us is not being able to access those things right mm -hmm. so if you can access them you've kind of won the game yeah if you can have enough societal power to where you won't you you know you're still able to go into the local denny's and whatnot and not be chased out for whatever reason or be able to walk around in public without being harassed that's kind of the societal dimension of what we're talking about but if you can nail those two things down and make them um livable then y you win you get to be kinky you get to exist on in this this space yeah of, you get... uh, of america yeah actually. and i can't even speak to the methods that you would have to use in other countries uh, I think the methods you would have to use in other countries are a little bit more lax. Mm -hmm. um, I know most of Europe is a little bit ahead of the game as far as like sexuality is concerned. Yeah. Um, Japan, obviously, it's a bit more cloak and dagger, quite literally. Mm -hmm. Like you, you typically don't want to be. Uh, it's the whole like many faces. Uh, yeah. The, the whole three faces thing. Um, you keep that shit in the bedroom, and if you're if you're high enough of a performer that you can get away with it, then mm -hmm. no one will scoff at you for it, right? Because you're you're doing you're you're doing a mat you're doing a trade mm -hmm. at that point because there there are still schools for it. Yeah. Um, uh, South America, don't know. Um, can't really tell you how that one goes. I think Canada is also a little bit ahead of the game as far as sexuality is concerned, but I'm mm -hmm. not too sure on that one. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. But um, as as much as I would like to say, like. You know, this shouldn't be a problem in the first place. Our social justice tendencies and um, 
societal tensions are not there yet and i'm not going to hold out hope that they're going to show up for us in time yeah i would really like them to that's kind of the side that i'm on but um i have no faith in the speed of the change yeah, i mean at the moment there's not that we we can't even as a country get a headway on this bloody mess that we're mm -hmm. in i i don't i don't see that happening anytime soon either mm -hmm. so i mean the best the best way that i've seen people deal with it is just go black go go black for a little bit like go dark mm -hmm. go take some time to yourself scrub whatever profiles you have yeah and then revisit that when you can mm -hmm. if it hasn't affected your job if it has affected your job i honestly i wish you the best mm -hmm. because that takes a lot of coming back from mm -hmm. and it's not easy it really isn't and if anybody has had some of these issues by all means let us know and let us know exactly how you've dealt with it yeah because again I, I attempted to mitigate this ahead of the curb right because if everybody knew i was kinky if everybody knew what i actually was doing mm -hmm. no one could hold it against me right um and i'm also in the position of being kind of an artist with these things and as related to anything school-wise that i'm doing it's all been stuff that i have been documented studying so then you've kind of you've, you've kind of found your own niche for that one. I, i've found i've made a case for myself but i wouldn't say that i've made myself immune if that makes any sense no that does make sense you you've you basically like oh, you've gotten the the whole educational aspect behind it so there's mm -hmm. there's a reason why you would be looking at these things mm -hmm. as opposed to just somebody going down and using it for spank bank material or doing some freaky shit in a weird dungeon right at late hours of the evening um just stay safe like try to try to hinder any ability for you being out to protect your data yeah and protect your friends yes like don't um never out somebody like even even if worse comes to worse never out anybody um I don't really have any respect for anybody that's willing to take that kind of move against a person because it's effectively saying that you're not safe to be around if you are in the community. Exactly. Like, don't don't be that person that no one can trust mm -hmm. because once that happens, there's no that you you have no space to be in. Yeah, and with the same dimensions I was talking about earlier, if you're willing to betray those values of the BDSM community of protecting the people in it. If you reject that by outing somebody, then the only leg you have to stand on is an economic one, and people can always find other people that are a little bit more fortunate to hang out with as far as uh, money is concerned, or people with better spaces, yeah. um, because money is replaceable. But um, you can be too if money is all you have. Exactly. You don't don't. <laughs> don't play around with the whole i'm irreplaceable we all are mm -hmm. it, you it just you can it, mm -hmm. it, and i've seen it as soon as somebody says somebody's birth name that that that's the specific fire that you do not want let into your ass mm -hmm. it is not a thing you want to see unless you like watching dumpster fires then by all means go to your local community and find one just mm -hmm. don't be the person doing it because yeah. you don't want that fire I think that's about it for today's like topic because mm -hmm. we've we've covered a lot of we've covered a lot of it and being outed is a very interesting topic that I don't really see a lot being discussed. I've seen yeah. I've seen some people recently being like, "Hey, I gotta go, I gotta go dark for a while." 
I I'll be back if I can. If mm-hmm. not, I I I hope you guys are okay. Mm-hmm. And then the whole news thing kept coming into my feed, and I was like, this is getting serious. Mm-hmm. Especially now that everybody has a lot more time to be doing a lot more things on the online. Uh-huh. So a lot more people have time to search people up. Mm-hmm. And if you if you if you're halfway decent with anything, just cover your ass. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all we want cover your ass stay safe and for the new people out there again try your best especially if you're young try your best to not utilize your face a lot mm-hmm. of the time um i know it's tempting yeah i know it really is especially if you took a really hot selfie with some dick in your mouth or mm-hmm. or any other orifice that's being used or you have a really wonderful like caning session that you just did or a really wonderful rope shoot. You yeah, just, just keep your face out of it. Keep your face out of Un- it. Unless you're, um, and obviously you don't have to listen to what I'm telling you, but if you are like planning on going 100% into the sex work angle, um, go for it. But if you're not committing to that, then the pictures you are taken are only a liability. Like you can look back on them, but what's to say your ex doesn't get pissed and leak them? Like, yeah, and oh, that's a, that's a topic we didn't even touch on. Oof, the whole revenge porn shit. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to do a, a, an identity security episode. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that will be... Oh, the next times? I think at the next time. Or did you want to talk about history next time? Uh, we can we can do either. Uh, I think we'll do identity security and then we'll brush up on history. Because mm-hmm. kink history is a really interesting rabbit hole to go down. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's exciting. And it's a weird that what different people's ideas of what like determined kink history is. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go ahead and touch on that. Um, so at the moment, that's all we have to say. Yeah. Do like, follow, subscribe on all platforms on YouTube and Pornhub. Mm-hmm. The link will be pornhub.com forward slash bound by the scene. Mm-hmm. YouTube at the same um again thank you for those that have stuck around and watched the entire thing mm-hmm. i see you even if you haven't subscribed yet please do it does make my heart go pitter patter mm-hmm. and doki doki when you do that but if there's nothing else Avida Zane, au revoir jeanne we'll catch you later peace